This is Arlinda with Mind, Body and Soul podcast. Welcome and Namaste. In this episode, we are going to answer the question, is it selfish to want happiness? And then we are going to meditate and grow happiness in our mind. As human beings, we want nothing more than to be happy. Believe me. And yet, do we really believe we deserve it? Among the barriers to our happiness is the insidious idea that it's selfish to want happiness. It's not. In fact, not pursing happiness may be the most self-indulgent thing we can do. Happiness is your nature. It is not wrong to desire it. What is wrong is seeking it outside when it is on inside. So we have to understand happiness. Social surveys all around the world indicate that only 14% of people say they are very happy. It's a sad statistic considering happiness is readily available. If you don't think happiness is something everyone has access to, part of the problem might be your definition of happiness. So our society teaches us happiness is something to be acquired and it's in limited supply. If we work hard, we'll get the things that will make us happy in the future. But this type of happiness that which come from the outside is more aching to relieve. It's a temporary, fleeting happiness that's dependent on circumstances beyond our control. So true happiness in the spiritual sense is more akin to contentment or satisfaction. It's unrelated to the circumstances of our lives, lasting and always available. This type of happiness is abundant, infinite and accessible anytime because it's found within you. It's happiness which can never be taken away, even in the moments of hardship. So if each and every one of us has the potential to access this infinite inner resource, why haven't we? Mindfulness, the root of happiness, which we all know. So chasing the wrong kind of happiness, we apparently we spend too much time chasing the wrong kind. We've mistaken temporary relief for long-term satisfaction and we wonder why we can't or don't feel good all the time. Additional barriers to happiness include the mental affliction that prevent us from striving for happiness. Embedded within each is the idea that perhaps we don't deserve to be happy or that maybe it's selfish to want happiness. We reinforce this mistaken belief through our martyrdom, guilt, and general low self-esteem. So martyrdom is a strong word, but we practice false martyrdom all the time. It's in the small moments when we passive aggressively go along with a plan, but act miserable while doing so. It's a way in which we avoid responsibility for our own happiness by resentfully serving others. And it's in the way we work. Caught up in the wrong definition of happiness, we busy ourselves and devote the entirety of our lives to, to the pursuit of an imagined future happiness. 
satisfaction that works only in retrospect. We commit to the belief that suffering is good for us and in so doing push happiness aside. But true happiness can be found in the future or in the past. It's only experienced now, in the present. And if in the now we are committed to being miserable, resentful or busy, we are missing the happiness we could have had instead. The world isn't always a happy place. And yet to wear this suffering like a badge is less a sign of empathy and more of a self-centered act. It says, look at me and look how much I'm hurting. I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. And true empathy is the ability to feel the suffering of others without taking it on ourselves. We may feel guilty for nourishing our personal happiness when there are others who are still in pain. And yet the world receives no benefit from us refine our victimhood or wallowing in sadness. If it's others we are truly thinking of, they are better served by us when we are happy and healthy. Everyone has the same access to this powerful inner resource. By tapping into happiness ourselves, we are able to present with the suffering of others and we can serve as an example that true happiness is available no matter what. Not all of us grow up surrounded by happy people, unfortunately. So when physical or mental illness, dysfunctional relationship or financial stress overwhelm our childhoods, we can become addicted to pain and chaos because it's where we feel most at home. To become genuinely happy sometimes means separating ourselves from our loved ones, even if only in an emotional sense. Codependency and disordered relationship may have taught us that stepping out of the cycle of suffering is inherently selfish, elitist or unfair. We choose to remain as suffering companions of the suffering out of desire to belong or we don't choose at all. We simply act out of habit. Sometimes we embody the unconscious belief that we don't deserve happiness. As the famous quote says, most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. And it's time to make up our minds. If you speak or act with a calm, bright heart, then happiness follows you like a shadow that never leaves, says Buddha. So happiness isn't selfish at all. The truth, is, the, the truth is it's not selfish to want happiness. Contrary to what we may think, it's not happiness, but our anxiety and depression that's most self-indulgent. This sad and fearful mindset simply cannot function unless we are thinking of ourselves. Anxiety relies on self-absorption to lock us into ruminative thought. It's ourselves we are thinking of when we are worried about our performance, our circumstances, our reputation or our finances. Self-criticism necessarily involves a focus on the self. Depression equally traps us in an obsession with our problems, our hardship, our suffering. And this ego-driven focus on me and mine both creates and sustains unhappy states of mind. 
So happiness, on the other hand, is a mindset that automatically entails thinking about others. True happiness is only arrived at when we minimize our self-focused attention. And we are finally, when we are finally happy, it's, it's not ourselves who think about, but others. Happy people share happiness. There is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. <clears throat> Excuse me. So happy people are decidedly unselfish. They are more generous, more sociable, and tend to think about others more often than, than themselves. But to get there, we have to, we have to want to be happy. So the path to happiness indeed starts off with a bit of selfish premise. Yet it plays on this relationship between internal and external focus in a healthy way. Internal is we begin with an internal self-focused desire to be happy and external, but the way to true happiness is to think about others. So we have internal, the more we put other first, the happier we get. And external, the happier we get, the more we want to share our happiness with others. And once more internal, we realize sharing happiness only makes us happier. And external, we happily remain externally focused. So thus the desire for happiness that necessarily requires self-focused attention only leads to selflessness in the end. So happy people contribute positively to the world in a very unselfish way, actually. Happy people are less likely to hurt others. Happy people are more kind to others. Happy people are more generous to others. Happy people share happiness within their social networks. Happy people are healthier and live longer. And happy people are successful and it's the happiness that comes first. So happiness is when what you think, what you say and what you do are in harmony. So how to become happier? According to Dalai Lama, the method for achieving happiness is twofold. To develop a stable, calm mind and develop compassion. While this is indeed the foundation for happiness, we can break down the method practically in the following ways. So to meditate daily, because daily meditation builds mindfulness by stabilizing the mind. We cannot be mindful if we are susceptible to constant distractions. So mindfulness meditation helps calm the mind by making us less reactive. We learn to be present with the world as it is. Eventually, we learn to be happy despite our changing circumstances. Two, it's stop judging others. Our critics of others are, are a reflection of our own self-criticism. So to judge others is to deem ourselves separate from and often better than. So stop judging others and you'll notice you feel less judged. Happiness arises as you focus less on what makes you different and special and more on the ways in which we are similar and connected. Three is practice self-care. So true self-care is not selfish at all. 
but the practice of setting boundaries and filling your cup to ensure you are capable of caring for others. So when we practice self-care with the benefit of all beings in the mind, we develop the kindness and generosity that is correlated with true happiness. So four, choose experiences over things. Unhappy people are big spenders, yet unlike happy people who tend to be generous, they spend on themselves, chasing the wrong kind of happiness. Those who invest in experiences over things advance in the moment happiness and great long-term satisfaction, even if their experiences are short-lived. The practice of renunciation reminds us that joy we seek comes from within. Five, practice gratitude. So studies show those who are happy are grateful and those who are grateful are happy. Neither comes first. Gratitude is necessarily unselfish as it calls on us to be mindful of all the ways in which we have others to be thankful for. So gratitude reinforces happiness by reducing self-focus and remaining us or our successes are not ours alone. Six, practice generosity. Giving is among the greatest tools we have for increasing our happiness. We can give more money, time, resources, or give of ourselves by being fully present and listening. Generosity makes us happier, even if we are only slightly generous. Conversely, those who act out of self-interest are less happy. And seven, live authentically. Authenticity is measured in some scientific circle as self-concept clarity. The more mindful we are, the more clear we are about our deepest dreams and desires. And when our actions are intentionally aligned with his goals, we are happy. So it's not at all all selfish to follow your dreams and you you'll be happier person because of it. The more happy people there are in the world, the happier the world will be. So choose happiness. There is a quote from Baba Ram Das says, "I can do nothing for you but work on myself." And you can do nothing for me but work on yourself. So now let's prepare for the growing happiness in the mind meditation. Growing happiness in the mind. This exercise comes from the Buddhist practice of mudita, which means appreciative joy. It can be understood as simply showing up for happiness with a caring presence. As you train the mind to rejoice in happiness, you gain many benefits. You feel more fulfilled by joy, recognize happiness more easily in your life, and train the mind to treat happiness as an important experience. So find a comfortable posture and invite in relaxation from the beginning of your practice. As you breathe, 
appreciate the life offered from each inhalation. With the exhalation, let go of any tension in the mind or body. Bring to mind a time in which you recently experienced happiness. It may be something small like seeing a friend, watching the sunset, or the simple joy of flying down at night, or family gathering, etc. When you have something, allow yourself to feel the experience of contentment. With the intention of cultivating gratitude, offer yourself a few phrases of appreciative joy. Keep the memory in your mind that you have experienced recently and offer these phrases. May my happiness continue. May my happiness grow. May I be present for the joy. May I appreciate the joy in my life. experiences feel more like contentment or ease you can substitute the words that resonate with you you know your own experience so be true to yourself so offer the phrases silently in your head finding a rhythm with the practice focus your attention on the words the intention of appreciating the happiness and the feeling of contentment from your memory After five minutes, release the memory and the phrases from your mind. And bring to mind somebody else in your life who has experienced some happiness recently. And picture this person in your mind, smiling as you observe their joy. As you did with yourself, offer phrases of gratitude. Rejoice as much as possible in their happiness. You can also offer these phrases for that person. May your happiness continue. May your happiness grow. May I be present for your joy. I'm happy for you. When the mind wanders, come back to the phrases. You can return to the visualization of this person smiling to bring up the happiness and start with the phrases again. And if you don't have that kind of person, just do it for yourself. Continue this for five minutes.
Okay, so now repeat these phrases after me. Happiness surrounds me. Love guides me. Peace fulfills me. One more time. Happiness surrounds me. Love guides me. Peace fulfills me. You did a great job. Thank you. May happiness surround you today and always, forgetting what makes you sad. I see you and I love you. Namaste.